this is luck two days in a row. It looks like I've gone um, uh, live on time. So um, let's uh, let's go with that um, tonight. And um, you know, tonight I felt like wearing my hair down because I just got uh, cleaned up anyway. But you know, I made a as trivial as it sounds. I made a promise to uh, Christ when I uh, got better that I wouldn't get my um, haircut you know it's a little past a year now and i mean i've still had the sides and whatnot trimmed up but the top of it's really i mean it's like it's long i mean you know it is what it is i usually keep it up in a hat anyway so it doesn't much bother me um and what was i going to get into tonight um, the first thing I wanted to do is uh, start out with the devotion. Usually it's something that um, somebody else has come up with and um, uh, not necessarily um, me. But I wanted to cover um, the two things that have been weighing on my mind um, pretty heavy this week. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people are struggling right now with anxiety pressure and you know it's coming into fall and there are such things as seasonal uh, depressions um and uh you know i'm not one of those who say you know whatever um, never mind um <clears throat> but I, I take this verse because i deal with it a little bit except with my mania um type behaviors where i'm uh, super super hyper um, I, uh, you know, I love the fall. I love the fall of September and, um, you know, other than shortly, uh, October 8th, uh, it'll be 27 years since my, uh, mom died, um, my age of, uh, breast cancer. So, um, but it's more now since I've come back of a, um, uh, a celebration, not a mourning, you know, since I've learned how to um, speak to Christ. And, um, you know, it's, I feel now that I can share more messages with my mom and, um, you know, just kind of uh, uh, think about her in a more positive light than, you know, thinking about the uh, uh, sarcophagus in the uh, coffin out there in um, uh, Harrisburg Road in Kentucky. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's good. A uh, lot more good memories uh, have come up lately. But um, for the people that, uh, you know, are having trouble struggling, I know um, uh, Nurse Beth, for example, is having some uh, issues. She does have a uh, inherent kidney disease. I always talk about her. I don't know if y'all can see that or not. I'm not on that screen. Um, let me see. Yeah, there you go. All right, there's Nurse Beth, so she's making an appearance, and she's the best sight nurse in the world. That's how I halfway know I'm crazy, and I halfway know I'm not. But um, anyway, that's Nurse Beth. So, hi, Beth. All right, so um, what I was thinking about here is I go into um, 1 Peter 5, uh, 7, and it's um, basically it's cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we say. You know, I, I can't handle this and I can't handle that. And um, 
I, I can tell you just like everybody else, the, um, the trials and tribulations, you know, uh, they get to me, the constant doubt, the constant um, uh, nonsense um, that you have to deal with. Cause I mean, it, it's, the doubt's strong. I mean, the, the naysayers, it's strong. It's always going on that, you know, um, you know, he's full of it. Um, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not religious enough. The same thing I talked about last week, but, um, you can take this and say, you know, I, I'm sitting down feeling bad. And I just thought about this, uh, earlier cause I got really ticked off last night about, um, something I'll talk about later, but, First uh, Peter 5, 7 is cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Um, you know, amidst, uh, I'm reading this directly, uh, amidst a list of instructions to the church, um, Peter warns his readers to humble themselves, to be sober-minded and resist the devil. In the name of the list, he commands them to cast their anxiety on God. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't agree with that more because one of the more important things in um, my uh, salvation is first and foremost, I didn't know it was coming. I wasn't asking for it. It was that prayer that ended up being two and a half hours of asking for forgiveness. But I remember specifically the getting humble, the overwhelming feeling of, you know, uh, saying I'm not in charge of this whole show like I, you know, uh, delusionally thought I was for 26 years. So, um, you know, I go into that and when I got humble, you know, it, it's just a starting process right there. And then, you know, I'm still going, uh, I don't deserve this, you know, um, God. And then it was, um, salvation. And then when faith comes organically, like, I, I don't care what anybody says to me, what anybody says, I'm not religious enough, I, I curse too much. They don't like my process. They don't like my method. Um, uh, that's okay with me. Um, I don't necessarily like their methods as well, but um, uh, the type of person I am is I'll go um, straight to the head. I don't really mind if it's a pastor or a leader or a, uh, someone in charge of a rehab in my world and um it, you know I, I flat out told people because of their um turning uh people into products instead of patients and children of god that they do have blood on their hands and there's a lot of people that um in the last couple of years who are not with us anymore because of the um stubbornness of the process that won't change the process and the process is you go through there you get a piece of paper and they throw you out right back into the same streets you were from and this is after months of telling you everything in the world secular you can't do this you can't do that you can't speak this you can't speak that and it's 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 ridiculous um, the way that people get put in a bubble for healing because that doesn't heal you and um uh, I know a friend of mine, a uh, good friend since high school, has started a, a, a place in Lexington, Kentucky that is um, uh, phenomenal. I'm going to be doing some volunteer work for him um, because as of now, I'll only do things as volunteer work, i.e. telling my story. Um, 
you know, getting some background, truly assisting others. Um, if you haven't heard me before, I say it all the time is I don't believe that we um, can help people. I do believe that we can assist people in a journey and, um, you know, be uh, positive influences in my story enough. And, you know, uh, part of my argument was getting um, a little butthurt over how much my uh, testimony is either somebody's trying to discredit it or discredit it or say, you know, um, this ain't possible. This dude just needs attention. It's um, I don't want the attention. I want you to look whether you love me or you hate me and you say. God's miracles are real. You know, uh, Jesus spent all this time with everybody. Everybody doubted everything. They continued to doubt everything, and they continue to do it now. What happened to me is not my miracle, and I, I say this constantly. Um, uh, I'm a bit brash. I'm a bit harsh. Uh, I don't, uh, I especially don't like the hypocrisy of a lot that goes on in the church right now especially the mega churches i'm open about it and uh you know a lot of people don't like that they believe in the um prosperity theology which if you don't know this look it up yourself it is based on occult beliefs and um is uh really like to say now is you can't put a price on a miracle i can't thank god enough through words i can't uh, sit there and uh, you know and look at me I'm special you know the only reason I'm special is because I have the ability and the drive I always have just focused in the wrong direction to be able to make a difference and that is my job that is the job that I promise God and my job is not to lay down and be a coward and I go through it with all this stuff about you know, what's gossip and what's not gossip. Um, I, I can tell you right now, uh, contributory negligence is a uh, waste of time. It's more like you're a conspirator in a um, process of others getting hurt and or killed and or emotionally damaged for life. And that's the truth. Um, and I don't come up with all this on my own. I actually do a lot of theological study along with my uh, psychi well, psychology studies. And um, especially now, tonight, I'm going to cover um, a paper that I actually did. You know, it's graded. It's a model paper. And this is, um, it, it's a, not that it makes a difference to you. It's a master's level um, paper. And I got a perfect score on it because I take my stuff that seriously. I want to learn. And um, for this not just to be a talk where everybody is, you know, uh, giving their BS out of events, um, either way, uh, to legitimize, um, uh, there's a lot of truth into this that gets frequently ignored and or passed over. And, you know, I, I know people that truly believe they sit there and read the Bible and they sit down on a bench on Sunday and um, uh, they're saved. No matter what they do during the week, it doesn't matter. You know, in my term for it, Sunday morning bench warmers, a lot of people don't like that, and I don't much mind. So where to start? Let's start on my paper. Um, 
as you can see, it's a legit paper I got back, and this is all in my words. I don't have to um, cite people except for the um, Pew Research Studies, um, which, of course, I base my information and research off of, and it's uh, tremendously helpful. So um, I don't know if anything, uh, consider this a, a free lesson, I guess. Um what I'm looking at here and what I said in the description is uh, what are the benefits and what are the uh, don't like using toxic anymore. It's become a buzzword. So um, uh, we're looking into what are benefits and what are the costs of basically it's the cost of caring. Um, and it, it, it's because there is an abuse when it comes to um I always use Facebook. It's the most familiar to me. And um, what I see the most is, um, you know, and we'll get into this later, is, again, I really need to cover the um, two buzzwords that really need to stop being thrown away, and um, that's narcissistic and um, toxic. Um, they're just too easy, and you've got a bunch of people with no understanding and uh, uh, no background, no education in any kind of uh, psychology. And, you know, that deals with abnormal psychology. Um, so uh, the people that I notice that are constantly putting up something about somebody being a narcissist, I find that abnormal. And abnormal is how you place it. It's different from culture to culture. You know, it used to be um, abnormal to uh, be a black man and we just went over this in class and also with gender dysphoria and so on and so on um, but there was a point in history where if you were black you were only considered three-quarter of a person how they defined that or how they added that up i don't know but um i did a thing this week on um uh, gender dysphoria and watched a lecture from a uh, gentleman out of uh, UCLA who is uh, transgender and um, black and um, he brought up the actual war that he's fighting just for um, any kind of uh, equality and not equality like it gets spread in the news but like just to be treated as a human um, and it kind of boils down to you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. It doesn't matter what their orientation is. It doesn't matter uh, what they believe in. We're in a world of uh, pure torn turmoil when it comes to um, uh, politics right now. And, um, you know, it's everybody's got an answer. Everybody's right on both sides. And now that the proverbial shit's hitting the fan, everybody's going, oh, you know, um, and, and this could all be solved with um, <clears throat> adult uh, uh, debates and not um, everybody being a it, it's really, truly a downfall of social media where people are speaking way above their pay grades and um, without knowledge, repeating sound bites from uh, their favorite website or news source. And um, it's not necessarily accuracy. And that is, in fact, a. Uh, tool of the devil um uh you know yesterday marked in uh lexington kentucky it was a hundredth uh shooting of the day and on a rehab uh group i'm in um 
some dude had posted up how tragic it was, and this is just circumstantial, but how tragic it was he had to tell his uh, 16-year-old son today that he couldn't buy him a rifle. Anyway, according to the findings of the Pew Research Study that I covered, um, there are several potential costs and benefits that result from frequent exposure to social media. So let's cover the benefits to get us on a, um, a, a good frame here. A benefit of social media, and this is directly my words, I cite myself. A benefit of social media I often see is a better sense of self. Things like being able to show a positive view of ourselves through the profiles uh, we are able to create can increase self-worth. True. We can factually market ourselves through our interests, lifestyles, and accomplishments and find uh, like-minded people, like-minded people that want to go to church, like-minded people that don't drink, uh, like-minded people that are like, hey, what's your um, self-care methods? And um, it, it's all over there. And, um, okay, lifestyle and accomplishments. During times we're currently in, though, um, some people feel discouraged about certain events um, and uh, can certainly find groups, blogs, and like-minded new friends, as I said, for positive affirmations. Um, it, it, it's good to be in a group where you do get affirmations for how you feel, um, and what you're going on and or what you're going through and so on and so on. But there's also, you have to look at both sides of this coin each time is some people use that, not just for positive affirmations, but to falsely reinvent themselves into some kind of spiritual counsel or spiritual guide. And um, uh, you end up enabling people that, you know, like I saw this last night, uh, there's a lot of people concerned about uh, a certain person and then they're seeking spiritual guidance from a um, um, another page that I'm not involved in who um, has been giving them a device. And now these are uh, all pretty new people to bible the history of the bible they read a verse they interpret it the way they want to interpret it and that's how it goes out there so that gives the um, entitlement and enabling to this person who already doesn't want to say they're wrong for you know possibly going back out there possibly having some um issues and uh it, it, that's when it becomes a really, really bad environment. So um, as of last night, I talked to uh, the one person that runs the page and what I said specifically is I said it's very irresponsible um, uh, for you all to be given spiritual guidance to somebody with a substance use disorder um, problem. And I meant what I said. I was a little bit harsher than that, but I really hate it when people who are not educated in uh, the process and um, uh, the module of what we should be doing is assisting people back to life, not saying we're helping save life one life at a time and all this other nonsense that comes out of the um, uh, a lot of the rehabilitation centers. 
Um, and I'll say this every time uh, I don't really care about the broken record on this is nobody's helping anybody save their life. Um, I got blindsided by a story today. I'm not going to go into it right now. Um, let's finish this. Um, um, another benefit is, um, you can certainly find groups, blogs, um, and like-minded new friends. I mean, you can find positive influences if it's moderated correctly. Um, but instead you've got a, a lot out there and I'm not saying every one of them are bad. I found some people that blow my mind away, um, with what they know, um, when it comes down to, uh, um, healing in their true stories like a lot of these stories get watered down like you can't talk about the past like i told a story last night on my uncensored one about you know the first time i went to rehab and this is right after going to uh, uh miss usa's um wedding because my roommate was marrying her and what a mess that was but you tell the truth and i can go back and laugh about it not glorify it at the same time because those are moments that I should have been able to take in and be like, man, that was a really cool moment in my life. But I can't say that I drove home for six hours arguing with a um, ex about, um, you know, alcohol problems. But uh, go back and look at last night's. It's well worth watching because it shows a manipulation in the way I was at that time. Is I actually got in the rehab and convinced them that I was a uh, drug issue, not an alcohol issue, because I didn't want to be called an alcoholic because of the job I was working. And uh, that's just the way it was. I learned how to manipulate then. And from then, I could, um, you know, uh, the, the big part of that I need to say is I went to rehab to appease that person, which was. Um, uh, not the best move on my part. Um, it, it's actually a terrible reason to go to rehab because I think when I got out, I bought a 12-pack or a case of Bud Light and went home and, and drank and probably smoked two packs of Camels. And so, yeah, I got it all. I know it all now. I got to go to two AA meetings a week. Fantastic. All right. Um, so, it, I mean, it did nothing uh, to help me. It was just a uh, vacation to you know, let my liver heal for a couple weeks, I guess. Hey, you know, sorry about that. Um, what we're going into friendships. Yes. Um, according to the Pew research article, um, uh, that I read women, uh, share important life events. Um, this especially shows when it comes to picture sharing. Uh, Twitter use, email, and the ease of immediate gratification via smartphones. This isn't a bad thing. Like, I, I personally, and I've said this every year that I've been on from MySpace to um, Facebook, is I, I love the beginning of, uh, well, middle to the end of August, um, where I got to see people, get to see people put up their pictures of, you know, their kids going to um uh, you know, the first day of classes and stuff like that. And I think that's something to be proud of. And, um, you know, it's a good time for everybody to have positive affirmations right there. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas or, you know, another holiday. And um, so, uh, uh, I mean, that's a good thing. Um, now, uh, let's go into some psychological costs that I found. Um, it's... 
some psychological costs to frequent use of social media uh, users are absolutely increased stress, anger, anxiety, and general frustrations. Rhetoric, rhetoric is often passed on as absolute truth, causing intense arguments, and it is so readily available that it's nearly impossible to miss. An example would be how our former president can blatantly lie, it be proven to be a lie, and yet he will call it fake news. It can go as far as to show him saying something take live in his speech and still claiming he did not say that. And folks, this isn't even political. This is the truth. That really does happen. And um, so you have, when it comes down to this, um, uh, because of the group think of his fans, because they really are fans, it's like... Um, uh, going back to nobody wants to believe that he's not really who he's portrayed. And, um, you know, like Santa Claus isn't real. So, um, uh, which creates a group thing? So you've got all these people thinking alike and, um, polarization kicks in of his fans as they worship what he says is truth. They spread it. And at times it becomes a movement. You have an uncontrolled Wild West scenario out there with hate, bigotry, racism, intolerance, and false narratives are pushed heavily and absolutely create group polarization. For people like me who are big on research over word of mouth, it can be incredibly stressful and cause high anxiety. That's true because when I see something that people are swearing about and literally um, wanting to kill each other over, um, like a guy's gas prices, for example, is I'll sit there and I'll research. I may put six hours of research in that just to go, okay, what's, what's, what's the right and what's the wrong here. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's just one. Those are some of the effects, the anger, the stress. It can be, it, it can really, really uh, affect you uh, mentally. I mean, uh, I've read it causes syndrome. Um, Why am I even tired tonight? It's because I've been working on psychology papers all day. Um, things like glasses, loss of sleep, uh, lack of appetite. Um, uh, I already said sleepness. Um, uh, you know, non-REM sleep. The list goes on. And there's a lot of uh, health and physical effects that actually go into this as well. And um, I have to do a paper on that when I get done with this tonight. Um, describe what the research findings tell us about the link between our awareness of other people's stressful life events on social media and increases in our own stress. Um, uh, site, Pew. Um, a number of recent studies have pointed out that emotions may be contagious through social networks. In my own experience, I would absolutely agree that it can be contagious. Um, when I see people promote uh, hate, for example, or um, uh, the gun arguments, um, uh, the fact that Barney was purple when some people might say he was green. Um, and uh, I, when you read the comments of those that are hurt, and the anger of those most affected, I mean, it personally stresses me out. Um, my personal anxiety is greatly increased 
with ignorance being used as facts, certain things like a pride parade um, recently uh, really brought up some certain things um, like uh, in places I've lived brought out some very bigoted individuals out of hiding. The number one thing I read that bothered me was that they knew this would happen if they marched here. And these are the same people who uh, preach and preach um, uh, uh, our right to gather a peaceful assembly. But what are your intentions and what's the context you're going there for to say, hey, it's not okay if that person's gay. Um, yeah, we're just going to throw some hate out there and I hope it sticks. It makes no sense. And by the way, no kidding. Mountain Dew mystery flavor voodoo. I've been trying to figure it out for two days. Okay. And if somebody figures it out, I've got... 12 pairs of glasses sitting there and I've got 20 more in a box in there and um, I'll actually give away a frame for somebody that doesn't Google it. You got to prove it to me. Um, figure out the flavor and I, I, I promise I will give away a pair of frames and they're all either Ray-Ban or Prada or Dolce & Gabbana or something. Um, I used to wear a shirt and tie every day, and no kidding, I, my glasses all match my socks, and that was marketing myself through. I'll have a marketing class one day, but I'll tell you, it worked. And um, so let's get back here. Um, okay, they knew um, what would happen if they marched there. Um, as disgusting as that was to even say, others agree, and it generally affected um, uh, people, myself, and others as a hate group. I mentioned that the same people that want freedom of speech, the right to bear arms, and believe the South will rise again are the same people trying to block the freedom from others because of choice of orientation, which only by their definition is a choice. On another side of this, uh, the angry bully-like tactics became contagious. Um, and on the other side, the stress and the anxiety became contagious. It more simply, in more simply, in more simple terms, extremism in recent times seems to spread like a wildfire and as contagious as a flu. All right. So that's getting us somewhere because we all know whether you're Democrat or Republican. Look, we all know I'm Democrats. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up some of the Trump stuff. Um, no reason to hate me for it. You can you know disagree. That's okay with me. Um, now let's go into let's describe how social media can promote levels of education and awareness. Um, that would enhance well-being for all of us, uh, our children, I mean, to learn and uh, to have a thirst and a hunger for knowledge to me, and that's just me, is um, really such an amazing um, gift. Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how long I've been on. Okay. Um, and uh yeah, before I go into this one, let me run a uh, 
my man Corey Thomas commercial, and I'm gonna switch the um, bottom as well. There is a young lady um, here who actually uh, does the styling work on um, the Yorkie, and she's fabulous. I'm not kidding. When I was in um, Greensboro, North Carolina, they actually um, charge twice as much for sure, and um, you know, so I'm gonna run her website and um as soon as i can find it if i can find if i can find it what did i do with it um <laughs> sorry i get so bad at things at times um but it mess that up um i'll tell you what i shall add it into um the comments if it lets me why can i not comment one day one day um Well, you know what? I had this set up, and then I lost it. Ah, I have found it. All right. It's um, absolute paw perfection, and that is um, here in central Kentucky. Um, the young lady's faith-based. She's um, fabulous. I'm not kidding. I mean, like, um, when I was in Greensboro, I would have my Yorkies, and, you know, I'd take them in there to get them. And they'd shave them. I mean, it was the same haircut. But this young lady actually does the nail styles, does the glands and everything. And it's uh, it's phenomenal uh, how much more affordable it is than, um, uh, hell, even a pet smart or something like that. So, anyway, I'll let that ticker keep running for the rest of this. And um, I'm going to get back to Brian. All right, this is an ad for my man, one of my favorite people in the world, Corey Thomas. He's also a great mentor, a great influence to me. And if anybody takes anything from this, this man came from one of the poorest, poorest counties in um, North Carolina to go to and graduate from Duke University. He wasn't a one-on and one-off, even though he's in the Hall of Fame there for being, I, I believe, his speed as a running back was uncanny and um uh then to the nfl and then uh, uh got injured unfortunately and uh came out and became a minister and still you know paid his gratitude forward and this book's about a story he learned from his mom um in church as a young child and seriously i can't recommend it enough it, it's up to you to check it out, but it is a game changer. It's a life changer. It's only 56 pages. It's a um, short story. So here's his uh, commercial. Author evangelist Corey Thomas, a dedicated servant leader whose weapons are spiritual in nature and volatile in impact. Hot off the press, author evangelist Corey Thomas's new book, Sound Advice, Music and the Battle for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. 
Matthew 5, 13, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost his flavor, well will shall it be salted. It's author Evangelist Corey Thomas's new book, Sound Advice, Music in the Battle for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. Purchase your copy to help maintain that flavor in your spiritual walk. This book is epic. It's sold on every major online bookstore or go to CoreyThomasMinistries.com. I got my copy. Be sure to get yours. It's author Evangelist Corey Thomas's new book, Sound Advice, Music and the Battle for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. Get your copy today. All right. Um, seriously, I really, really enjoy that book. It gives a different twist on um. Uh, you know, music in general and the effect of music and even notes and, um, you know, cover some stuff on, um, I, I come from a place in central Kentucky where everything's, um, secular. Um, I'm not going to go into that. I just get too heated. Um, <clears throat> now where we left off, describe how social media can promote the levels of education and awareness that help, to enhance well-being. Um, my thought is social media can promote awareness through themes um, correlating with educational events, celebratory months, political awareness, and more. An example of the movement is overdose awareness this month um, for September. Uh with Facebook alone, you can change your profile picture to be framed with overdose awareness um, around it. They also have the same type of frames for Black Lives Matter, Pride, Autism, Cancer, HIV, AIDS, and more. These generally promote education as well on the subjects. Um, I devote most of my time to substance use disorder. Um, for example, and post up something factual every morning, like example, did you know uh, over 107,000 people died of overdoses in America alone in 2021? Uh, mental health awareness is another big one where you can find links to pages and information and um, uh, common disorders. When I uh, have my actual um, information up at the bottom, um, it does say just go to um, uh, facebook.com um, backslash goodloe, G O O D L O E uh, dot Napier. And um, uh, you can go from there. I have a, a lot of links. Um, I have another separate page on there of um, uh, GN3 and Associates, which I just put up there in the top corner. And um, um, uh, there's a lot of resources out there. There really is. And there's people even like me who will sit around and talk to you. You know, I, I, I can remember what it was like to um, be uh, quite judged. And um, so um, that's not my job to do. It's um, I, I look at things from the root cause and effect. Um, like, you know, at first I'm looking for the traumas. You know, what, what was your life like? Like, um, you know, I know uh, when I've gone in recent times or like, you know, why do you use? Um, I'll say this that I think a stupid question deserves a stupid answer and I'll leave it at that. All right. 
Now, if you were a social media influencer, describe how you would use social media to enhance compassion and empathy for all people who struggle with psychological disorders. Um, I am considered a social media influencer. I've got a group page, YouTube, Spotify, um, called GN3 and Associates of Sober Minds. Stop there. Sober Minds is not just substance um, sober, and that's really, really in, important for me for people to understand that. Um, a, a sober mind is generally in your self-awareness, your self-regulation, your emotional intelligence skills, and um, anybody that uh, really wants to um, learn something uh fruitful as can be in life is study emotional intelligence skills. It's a short thing. Um, and see, you know, where you are in them. Uh, generally on um, Google, there's plenty of websites uh, that you can go into and take an emotional intelligence test. And um, on, it, it's just such, it's, it's a fruitful thing to do because you learn from yourself and you learn how to improve on certain things, which is, it's always a good thing. So um, with what I do, I bring awareness, understanding, private groups, meetings, and um, podcasts dealing with spirituality, neodiversity, alcohol use disorder, substance use disorder, um, emotional intelligence in, soci in society, anti-racism, pride, historical research, political science education, and a digital diary of my experiences with study to become a behavioral psychologist with a concentration on substance abuse. Um, I can't go into um, this one, but I, I implore people. This is um, a paragraph that was very important to me, and it's the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921, which uh, a lot of people... Um, don't uh, have a real understanding of it. I, I know that I didn't until, you know, 45 years old and the first time I learned about it. It's really one of the more disturbing uh, genocidal uh, happenings in American history, you know, be it in 1921. And um, this lady, Viola Fletcher, and her brother are still alive. And um, it was in uh, May of 2021, they testified before Congress, and you can YouTube that, and it's something I think everybody should watch um, uh, to just have a better understanding. You know, um, it, it it's really, I mean, it was important to me. It brought uh, tears to my eyes to know that this was stricken from history books for so many years. Um, which was just, it, it's a really, really uh, horrid thought. Um, so um, after I get past that, because I can't do it. So uh, yes, we can influence and educate. But we must also be acutely aware of issues that come along with it. To put it plainly, I personally, and this is the truth, I've been accused of being a black sympathizer, gay sympathizer. I'm accused of being gay. Um, ignorant liberal devil and much more. And this is just stuff I took from my private messages, um, you know, which whatever, I don't know what any of that means. I kind of just, my friends and I just uh, kind of identify with each other and we're friends. A lot of them get on my nerves. So I guess I really am not that good of a, um, 
sympathizer. And okay. Um, I think, uh, personally, I always get this from, and I was listening to it earlier. I think Bob Marley's One Love is one of the most important songs in history. And it's that one line, you know, uh, give thanks and praise to the Lord and it'll be all right. Um, You know, uh, One Love, um, in the hope of hopes and in the prayers, um, I I really do hope we get there to a uh, place of love and um, not a place of uh, intolerance and um, uh, let's face it, bigotry and hate in every, every um, text or study that I've read is, um, it's taught. Um, I mean, it's really taught. And uh, I always like to go back to what my mom said um, when I was little. um, This is the way my sister and I were taught. You know, if you had a baby, if uh, if you had an Asian baby, a black baby, a white baby, uh, Indian baby, uh, whatever baby, all in a um, a nursery in a hospital, newborns, would they hate each other? And it's not easy to think about because the truth is, no, they wouldn't hate each other. It has to be learned um, uh, somewhere. And it's uh, if it happened in um, my family, which it did, I had a cousin, Fitch, Rusty Soul, that... um, my sister and I were not allowed around him as kids, not because of my mom, but because of my dad's family. Because, I mean, he was pretty, I can remember him well, look like uh, dressed like Don Johnson and um, Miami Vice. And I don't know, he was always so nice to me. And, um, you know, I never understood what really happened. Um, it ended up when I was told long after he died that he died of a, um, brain cancer but from what i understand and just going back through things it was um uh, because he kept it in you know back then it wasn't even cool to go get tested and he ended up with full-blown aids and um uh, you know same thing freddie mercury did um rock hudson easy before it's too late and that's one thing i really want to get into sometimes so that people understand um, I, I have done a lot of work with HIV and AIDS and it, it still amazes me this day how many people don't realize that's two very different afflictions. Um, um, HIV is controllable and, you know, you can take your Magic Johnson and look like that. He's not getting some magic pill or any different treatment than anybody else. Um, but there, there's a lot to it that um, uh, really needs to be um more understood and hopefully hopefully we get there um you know it's uh it is what it is um but um now through what's happened uh to me with the death and all that um you know, I, I've really changed in a in a lot of ways. I'm not reading this off. I'm just uh, thinking. Um, I, I've it, I'm more open minded to see the damage that's caused by the. Um, <clears throat> and let's face it, there are uh, religious bigots, and I can't say this enough. Some of the people I know that do the most positive actions 
um, in this world. And I, I'm dead serious. I mean, for my sister going over to Africa to go uh, do free life-changing surgeries on these um, uh, young fellows over there. And the danger that she puts herself in to do this is uh, phenomenal. I've got other friends who volunteer, other friends who go on uh, uh, missions and, um, you know, people who volunteer every day. I've got my uh, partner, Erica Burke, who ran a free clothing store for years. She deals with some health issues from her kidneys, but I mean, I'm talking about she did all this on her own because God called her to do it. I'd love for her, um, her to do a show on here one night, which hopefully she will, or I'll get her to. And, um, you know, there's just, there's a, a lot out there and it. it's kind of, if you're, you can get outcast really easily right now from a, um, uh, a Christian church, which, you know, when I was growing up, it was Catholic. So like if you were divorced, uh, you were, dishonorably discharged from being a Catholic. And, um, and now it's, I mean, I'm telling you the hypocrisy in the Christian church is something as a Christian, I can't be the only one who says this, notices it. And um, you don't have to be scared of your pastor or a group of jackals. And, uh, you know, honestly, there's a lot of lions in church who are circling you. And um, so uh, uh, my last question on this is, um, it doesn't make a difference if I was, uh, doesn't make a difference if I was a guy with black friends, gay friends, if I was gay, or if I am liberal. Facts don't have an opinion or orientation. I mean, uh, that's, that's the stone cold truth. Um, to finish this out, and um, I'll see if I can get a, uh, another show this week, because this is a, really important right now to uh, the social well-being of all of us is you can see I've done a lot of star study work on um, narcissism, uh, pathological nar narcissism, selfishness, um, <clears throat> strategies, uh, transactional relationships, um, and I've actually read a really good study from the Mayo Clinic about what is narcissistic personality disorder. And this is one a lot of people don't understand. I'll read it real quick and then we can go into that. That's your cliffhanger for next week. Um, narcissistic personality, one of several types of personality disorders, is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. But behind this mask of extreme confidence lies a fragile self-esteem that's vulnerable to the slightest criticism. With that said, is it's a very rarely diagnosed condition because it's not the condition. People confuse selfishness and in our time of social media, um, uh, people confuse selfishness with narcissism, and it, it's two totally different things. I mean, you're going through, like, if I sit here right now and tell you the difference between um, uh, general anxiety and a phobia, um, 
we'll say for a concert goer, okay? Um, we've got two different people. One of them has a phobia of crowds, a social phobia. Um, the other one has generalized anxiety. Um, it doesn't know that they might have or might not have social anxiety, but they get in a crowd and um, become uncomfortable by the unknown, become really like fearful of stuff that's not real, like um, uh, closed in. Now, they didn't know that going into the concert, so that's where it kicked in the social anxiety. Now, with um, a phobia, it's completely different here. And follow me, is that person was already triggered before they went to the concert. So they may turn tail and run um, the second they walk in. The person with the anxiety, it may take them a few minutes before they realize that they're worked up and um, hurt. But um, I'll go through a lot more of these um, in the next couple of days. Like I said, I'll ask our... Uh, see uh, if I can grab another show because these are actually really important and I'm more calm when I'm actually covering real world issues that I do believe can help us as, uh, in, in general as a society and um, I'm not uh, putting my uh, reputation on the line because I don't really care about that I'm backing up uh what I say with the research, with the credentials, uh, to be able to do what I'm doing without, you know, saying that's my opinion, that's, you know, whatever. I'm still going to have opinions. But um, uh, I'm going to be trying to use a lot more factual study methods, even though, you know, with the DSM-5, um, stuff changes but it evolves and it does get updated so i mean things we thought uh, a while ago there were some uh soldiers who fought in world war ii who were women pretending to be men <clears throat> but they weren't really pretending as their uh, gender identity to them or gender dysphoria whatever you want to call it um uh, when they came out of the war, they still dressed and lived as who they identified was. And, um, you know, uh, long story short, even after all this, after all the greatness they did for this country, um, the majority of them were locked in asylums for the rest of their life, uh, forced to wear dresses and um, act feminine. Um, uh you got to decide right there what kind of torture is that it is a torture but um to finish this out tonight i wanted to go to um yeah um first peter five well, let's just go um let's do six eight nine and ten um all right, so this is my devotion. It means a lot to me, and I say this in the Lord's name. Um, when we start with six here, uh, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, 
prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you into this eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you to make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. All right. When I say that, I uh, I know I was restored. I mean, I, I live in these shoes. I'm a different person. Uh, and um, and that's all straight up uh, glory to God. Um, as I strongly state, um, because I don't like the stigma, because uh, I'll tell you the truth. I think a lot of, there's a lot of truth in the stigma of Bible beating and um, uh, hypocritical Christianity. And, um, you know, I'd like to make a change to that just through us and the more that gather and say, you know what, um, uh, Jesus is pretty cool. You know, I know this one dude who, um, for some reason, don't know if he should have, but I mean, he restored me and, uh, people really need to understand the one thing when they discount or deny this is I had no chance of living. I had no chance of being here. I'm here and that's glory of God. I thank you all. Um, uh, thank you to Lady Felana and the Endure crew, um, especially Corey Thomas. I miss that guy. I hope to do um, an actual show with him soon. And I'm going to um, try and pull on some special guests here coming up because we are um, uh, the outstretch is getting bigger and bigger, which is um, that's good as long as the word is fruitful so um with that said everybody um good night i've enjoyed um being with you all tonight so have a good night love you and god's love